Take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. Around the globe, uh, if you travel at all, you will find that there are different ways that people greet one another. Uh, it's a good thing to understand when you get to other cultures that they do things differently than we do here in the United States. I mean, our standard greeting for seeing other people is perhaps to uh, shake hands. Uh, I think uh, when COVID happened, it became the fist bump uh, was uh, the alternative to uh, giving people a handshake. There are people in our culture that are, are huggers by nature, and uh, you just have to remember who those are, and those, there's those type of people that will greet one another that way. In a lot of cultures, you still have uh, the practice of uh, greeting uh, people by kissing them on the cheek once, twice, three times. It depends on what culture you're actually in, uh, what you're supposed to do back and forth, you know, right, left, right. So, you know, you've got that down and everything. When we were over in France. We went to a service, the Dodelaires for New Year's Eve, and, and uh, we were brought in by the Dodelaires, and so everyone greeted us there. They didn't know English, and we didn't know uh, French. I knew allo, and uh, that was about it as far as uh, greeting. Uh, but uh, you had people, as soon as I walked in, that, you know, came up, give a hug, kiss on one side, on the other side, and you're just kind of like, you know, you, you, I didn't get my hand out fast enough I, as an American uh, for that. And so you have that in, in some cultures. You actually have in, in other cultures, uh, amongst uh, some places that uh, with the Inuits, uh, you have them, uh, they touch noses, that's a, a sign of greeting in some of their culture still. The Bedouins, that's uh, the way that you would greet other individuals. Uh, recently, if I remember correctly, you had a situation where uh, in New Zealand, the Maoris, uh, when they greeted uh, the Prince and Princess of Wales, or I don't remember their exact title, what they are, that their greeting is that you touch the forehead and the nose to other people. And uh, that was kind of an unusual thing to have that type of thing happen. I uh, was talking with uh, some that we have from the Philippines to make sure this was accurate. Uh, and it's not so much, but it used to be in former cultures that you would take uh, the hand of an elder and you would touch the knuckles to your forehead. You would reach the hand and, and do that and bow at the same time. And it was a sign of uh, respect, but that was an expected sign of greeting. And, and even in that culture, there are still some that are older that expect that. And so the hand goes out and you're supposed to do this. And that's just the, the regular form of greeting. You do have uh, in a lot of cultures, uh, bowing is a part of the culture, whether it's just a bowing with hands at the side, which is more the Japanese culture, or uh, you have other cultures where you know you have the, the folding of the hands and there's a bowing forward or a bringing of the hands back as you bow. Uh, you have that as a form of greeting. Uh, some cultures, and I was reading one of this, uh, these things, is that uh, over in Africa that they greet by clapping hands. 
So, you know, you walk up to a person and if you're, you know, you're greeting them, you just, you clap your hands and that's just the normal thing and uh, you have to know uh, which one is a polite greeting and which one's not. You know, you want to make sure you get that right uh, when you're clapping and uh, you have that. And then one of the other ones that I was uh, noticing that, you know, I was told never to do, but it's okay to do in Tibet, you greet other people by sticking your tongue out at them. Uh, this goes back a ways. Um, there was a thing back in the 900s where supposedly uh, someone returned from the dead and you could tell that they returned from the dead and their tongue was black. You know, that way. And so uh, what people would do is they would stick their tongue out. To, you, you would understand, okay, they haven't returned from the dead. Uh, and uh, that has become kind of a greeting that we really wouldn't do here in the United States. And then uh, in you get to Niger and there's a tribe there that just greets by shaking their fists at you and saying wuche that's you know that's the the way of greeting and that, that's uh, the way to do this way of greeting people has changed throughout history and uh, as you think through that it was uh, back in Roman and Greek culture the way to greet people was uh, what still seems to be some of the standard in England is to greet one another with a kiss and what you have in Romans chapter 16 and verse number 16, the Apostle Paul makes a one another statement. We've been going through the one another statement starting in Rome, uh, Romans, and then we'll go to some other passages, but we're working through it. Get to Romans 16 and verse 16, and it says this, salute one another with an holy kiss. Okay, and the churches of uh, Christ salute you. You say, okay, what, what does this mean? Well, you have to look at it in a larger context. Okay, Romans chapter 16, as you look at it, is a series of names, and you have the word salute in our translation. This just mean, means this, to greet. You know, even our culture, some cultures, it's salute. Uh, you'll have this as a, a, a form of greeting uh, in the culture. But uh, what you see is that the Apostle Paul is greeting a number of people uh, in the church at Rome, and he's having people from the church at Corinth where he's at and writing this letter. Uh, they're saying greetings to, to churches, uh, well, hundreds of miles away in Rome, and then you have uh, Paul greeting some people personally, and throughout you uh, have this. As you look through the list, there's about 26 different names that are found throughout uh, the list of Paul saying, greet this individual and greet this individual and, and, and greet this individual. The only ones that we're probably familiar with in that list is Aquila and Priscilla. The rest of them are one-time names of individuals that we've never heard of in the, the Scripture to this point, and we never hear of them again. The Apostle Paul does this really long list of people. He says, greet that person and greet that person. And we would say in our culture, say hello to them and, and say, how are you doing to them? And, and, and just, you know, go through and do this with these people. And you say, well, why is this something that ought to be going on uh, in the church that uh, the Apostle Paul is reflecting on? or is reflecting in his own uh, actions and character. When you go through this uh, chapter, you see a lot of statements where it's attached to, as you have in, in verse uh, number two, 
that you receive her, speaking of Phoebe, in the Lord. Or verse 3, greet Priscilla and Coila, my helpers, in Christ Jesus. Or you could go to verse number 5, where you have, greet the churches that are in their house, salute my well-beloved Epinatus, uh, who is the firstfruits of Achaia, unto Christ. See, there is a re reason why we ought to be able to greet a number of individuals, and that's because they are what? They're in Christ. They're enjoying the same blessings that we are. They're enjoying the fact that Christ is their Savior, that Christ has rescued them just like you've been rescued. You have a connection that way. You ought to be able to greet fellow Christians. When I was over in France, I remember we were wandering behind, uh, there's the gardens at Versailles, and we were wandering through there, and, and we were on our own. The Dodelaires had just kind of dropped us off and just said, you know, you go look at that, and we'll be back to pick you up. And we were walking through, and we heard somebody speak in English, and not England English. We heard Americans uh, speaking, and you know what? You're, you're ready to greet individuals like that because you're like, I have heard French all day and I'm going through and attempting to go through this and trying to figure out what's going on and, and uh, the like. And all of a sudden you hear a, a familiar voice, at least from the language standpoint. For us as believers, there ought to be the willingness to greet one another and be willing to do this without any problems, without any holding backs, because you realize the fact that these individuals are ones who are enjoying the blessings of Christ just like you, and that there is an affinity for them. But you look at this statement in verse number 16, where it says, greet one another with an holy kiss. You go, what does that mean? What is the idea of holy being attached to this? And I would put it this way, that it's just simply stating the fact that this greeting is sincere. Okay, that this is a real greeting. Not just merely mechanical or the, something that you just kind of do, but this is truly that you're happy to see these other individuals, that you're interested in what's going on, that there is this element. Here's a fellow believer in Jesus Christ. I'm excited to greet them. It's a sincere thing. And, and you do have in the scriptures, if you look through different passages, there are occasions where individuals were greeted by a kiss. And I, I can think of one that was completely insincere. You find this in, in the Gospels. You, you greeted your friends with a kiss, and if you kissed them, they were your friend. Well, you have Judas that comes up, and he kisses the Lord in the garden. And you go, was that a kiss of greeting, of real true friendship with Jesus or the like? No, he was, he was betraying Christ. There was nothing sincere about that kiss. It was a, a target marking Jesus as who was supposed to be captured by the soldiers. Nothing sincere about that uh, whole thing. You have, uh, as you read through and uh, look at some of the different things going on with the 
other stories of Scripture. You have uh, the story in Acts chapter 20 where the Apostle Paul shows up uh, to the church at Ephesus and he's on his way to being imprisoned. And you find uh, individuals there that fall upon Paul and, and kiss him uh, because they realize this could be the last time we have a chance to greet him and there's tears along with this. You look at the story in Luke chapter 15 and you say, what story is there? It's the story of the prodigal son. And here the father comes and falls upon the son and kisses him and you go, why? Because he's sincerely happy to see him. This is my son. This is, this is my relative. This is who uh, my heart has seen throughout these years that I have not, or not seen throughout these years that I've missed, that I now find, and he's here. And what Paul is uh, arguing for in this passage is that for us as believers to reflect Christ, that there ought to be, as we greet individuals, a genuineness. Not just merely, hello, and going on, that there is a genuine concern for others. And as I was thinking through this passage and, and uh, thinking through thoughts on greeting one another, I had two questions that kind of came to mind. One of them is this. Can you greet everyone in church with delight and sincerity? If you think through the church body here, can you greet them with sincerity and delight? Now, I was thinking through this, there, there might be some things that make you a little bit more hesitant to be this way. You go, what might those be? Well, one might be is that you aren't like what the Apostle Paul seems to be like. He's got a whole bunch of friends that he's writing to and he's saying, greet this individual, that individual, this individual, that individual. And you might say, uh, I think Paul might have been kind of an extrovert. You know, he's a people person and he, he just enjoys being around people. And do you know that the church is filled with at least half the population that aren't excited to meet people? They're introverts as we might call them not extroverts they're ones who feel more comfortable just dealing with things and then going around people they feel a whole lot more awkward my daughter and i have had this discussion she's a little bit like me in some of the characteristics amazing how that works but uh, we've talked about the fact that uh, she makes a statement to individuals because she is in the, the, the field of having to perform and be up in front of people and they go, well, you must just, you know, enjoy, you know, being around people and whatever. And she makes the statement that she is a forced extrovert. You go, what do you mean? She's in a field where you have to be with people. And you have to, to know them. And you have to greet them. You know what? I'm in the same field. I, by nature, if I, I've told you, if I had a choice, I would be okay with never seeing people. Really? I, you know, just part of the nature. You go, what are you? I'm a forced extrovert because I know this is something that needs to happen. If I'm not around people and I'm not ministering to people, there's no ministry going on. 
It has to happen. And so there may be, as you, you know, you're going down the hallway or you're, you're getting ready to talk to people, there may be this, you know, oh no, what am I going to say to this person? Because you are a kind of introvert personality. But that's not what we're really talking about because even then introverts realize this is something I need to do. This ought to be happening where I, I am encouraging those that I see. But with this question, can you greet everyone with delight and sincerity, and you just simply say, mm, no, there are certain people I can't say, uh, say that in the church about that I'm okay saying hello to them and that. You go, what's the problem? There's something wrong in that relationship. You know, that, that's kind of the indicator. You go, if I, if I really don't want to say hi to them and, and greet them in church, you kind of go, well, what's wrong there? Have they offended you? Have you offended them? Uh, what, what, what's the thing that's going on there? And, and really, if we're not able to greet somebody else, it may be that we have just not really taken care of some of the things that maybe need to be taken care of hurt feelings sometimes you just need to talk about uh, the elephant in the room because you may know what the situation is and just kind of go let's take care of this because we're believers and fellow uh, fellow christians and we ought to take care of these things um, and so you just think through this. This, is ought, this ought to be where we kind of go, am I, you know, hey, there's another Christian. Good, they're here. I'm glad they're here. Th that ought to be the feeling that we have. But if we're, we're going, oh, you know what, they're here. Mm, okay. Then what, what's wrong that we can't greet them sincerely? And the Apostle Paul recognizes the fact that you're dealing with people. We're all sinners. None of us are perfect. I hope that's not a shocking revelation to you, uh, but none of us are perfect. And there are things that we do uh, to other people or we might offend others. And the fact is, is we need to take care of those things because if anything, we ought to be able to get along with one another in a church more than anywhere else. And so we ought to be able to greet everyone with sincerity. What you find in the second question is I was just thinking through this and it came to my mind in all of this. What are you doing to get to know that person that you merely greet? You know, sometimes we, we aren't really wanting to greet them because they're like, what am I going to say to a person like that? I don't know. And that's sometimes because we don't have a knowledge of them. You know, there's a lot of things that we may not know about other individuals that would give us a talking point when we actually met one another and actually have something to talk about. Now, how's the family doing? You know, how's so-and-so in your family doing? How's so-and-so in your family doing? You know what their job is. Now, in our case, you have a lot of people, you, what's their job? They're retired. <laughs> so what are you doing? You know, what, what was your week like? You know, where, where were you at? And it might be that you find out that there was, you know, the week was filled with visiting doctors and keeping them gainfully employed. But the fact is, is uh, we oftentimes are uh, sometimes awkward with other individuals because we've never really figured them out. 
never really talked to them. And so greeting them in church is a difficult thing because all you say is, hi. Beyond that, you don't know anything. So what are you going to talk about? Uh, and you say, so what does this idea of greeting one another sincerely have to do with it? Well, it's this, that I really do know what's going on with those people. You know, this is, this is why we have fellowships. I like fellowships, and I like fellowships because I try not to sit with the same people all the time. You go, why? Because I get to find out things about people that I didn't know. I find out that certain people have certain hobbies and I'm just trying to picture them going, that's your hobby? I would have never pictured you enjoying that. Um, and you, you talk with them and you, you find out that they've had certain life experiences or they actually know somebody that you know. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, you know so-and-so? Um, and it gives you a talking point. But, you know, also in, in the sense of a Christian circles, we're talking with people, we can find out where people are at spiritually. You know, you find out things that are bothering them. And, and what you can do and engage in conversation with people is just simply this. They tell you something, you say, I'll pray for that. And you know what you can do the next time when you greet them? Hey, how's that going? The, the, the thing that uh, we talked about last week, been praying about it, well, what's gone on there? Kind of go, that, that's a, an opportunity to have a conversation and really go beyond just the, the high of greeting individuals. And so what we ought to do is that... Uh, one has said this, if we're not sincerely interested in other people's interests, we will never feel comfortable greeting them. We will always be avoiding them or even running away, often blaming other people for not being interested in us. You know, part, part of the reason that it may be that you have a hard time with other people is that you've never shown interest to them. And so, I say all of this because we, we do have a church that I, I find is very easy uh, to get to be a part of and to get to know people. You know, some of us are more closed, but we still. Uh, the idea is this, is that after service, we have people that talk to one another. You know, I never get done with a service at 7 o'clock and figure that I can close the building at 7.15 because everybody's disappeared you know that ought to be what's going on where people are sincerely greeting one another and the like i haven't gone back to this yet I, i've thought about it remember what happened before covid i said okay we're going to have the handshake service or the song and we're going to have a handshake time and you're going to go and if you're on that side of the auditorium you're going to go over here to this side of the auditorium and shake somebody's hand over there and i had people that made comments like this wow i've never been on this side of the auditorium <laughs> you know i didn't know what it was like over here and you're going 
well, there's a whole bunch of people that sit on this side of the auditorium that don't sit over there. You, you ought to, to, to go around, and, and uh, we used to do that, and I think we, you know, eventually we'll get back to that. I think we've gotten past the, the post-COVID thing, and I think, you know, we can do the, the fist bump or just, you know, maybe, you know, get to the, you know, the, the bowing, you know, I don't know, whatever. But it gave an opportunity, and, and what, you know, I found this when we were in New England. You, you find New Englanders to be uh, given the reputation of being rather harsh and unfeeling and whatever, and I remember being a pastor in Fitchburg, and you'd have people holding conversations, and you'd go through four or five verses of the song, and it was like, okay, you know, go out to eat afterwards. You know, do that type of thing. But, but you had people, you know, finding out how things were going. They hadn't had chance yet in the, the whole course of the, the day to see that person. You know, and, and so they're, they're talking to different people around the auditorium and being able to do that. It, it ought to be uh, for us as believers that it's just the normal part of life. We're interested in people. We're sincerely interested in people and how they're doing. And that for us, when we see each other, that we can sometimes go beyond just the hello and, hey, how did this go? Or where did this go? Or how did this event happen? And we'd be able to talk about this because we truly are interested in other people. I mean, you see it here reflected in the Apostle Paul. I can't imagine what his, his friends list would have been like. Because this is just the Roman church, and he had never even been to this church. And he's already showing interest in people. Salute so-and-so and talk to so-and-so and say hello to this family because they were, you know, the first ones there in Rome. And I'm so excited about the fact that the Lord used them to start that church and, and say hello to this individual over here and say hello. And, and so you had that kind of thing going on with just a church for the Apostle Paul that he hadn't even met yet. I can't imagine what he was like in churches that he had been in. And what he could remember about people and go, okay, how's this going in your life? And I remember these things going on and in churches that he had been. And, you know, I'm guessing as the Apostle Paul was, he was probably the last person out of the building. Because he was, what, talking to people, finding out how things were going, and he was just excited to see him. And it ought to be that way for us because as we are reflecting Christ, we've talked about this whole series of one another is reflecting Christ. Think about this. Is Christ really interested in you? I hope we nod our heads and go, yes, he is because he was one who died for us. And he's actually going to bring us again unto himself, to the Father's house that we can be with him uh, forever. And he considers us to be friends and uh, the, the other statements as brothers and sisters uh, that we can be of Christ. And so Christ has an interest in us. He really does delight in who we are. It ought to be as we go around and look at a congregation, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, that we ought to look around and go, you know, I wonder what's going on in that person's life there. I haven't talked to him in a little bit. Well, let's go over there and find out what's going on. You know, how are things going? What happened here? I never heard this. And, and how is this going? Or I saw this prayer request in, in the prayer bulletin. What's going on there? That we really do, as we can say here, not greet one another with a holy kiss, but we would just simply say this, that we greet one another sincerely with an interest that is saying, I, I am really interested in you because I'm just, you know, I'm interested in seeing what the Lord's doing in your life, how things are going. 
and that we're showing that kind of interest. And if we're, if we're like that, that will have impact on other people, people that come in. If we're showing genuine interest in what's going on in the life of others. And so this passage is oftentimes not touched. And he does say this in several other things, you know, greet one another with a holy kiss. Oh, you know, okay, no, we, we don't do, go there. It's the, you know, the holy handshake. Uh, that's not really what he's emphasizing here. He's just simply saying, as believers, we ought to reflect to one another a sincere interest, a concern, and a knowledge of other people in the congregation because we're just simply reflecting Christ who has an interest and love for us. Lord, we thank you. We are individuals as we look at around that, uh, in some cases, uh, it was that uh, people had impact in our lives because they were truly interested. And they went beyond just merely greeting, but uh, they actually began to get to know and, and uh, have uh, impact on our thinking as those individuals were reflecting Christ. May we as a, a congregation of believers, we're not perfect in this in any stretch of the imagination, and we're not uh, filled with people, persons uh, uh, known in the world that way, but may it be that we do have a sincere interest in the lives of those that are here in this congregation, that uh, we're learning about them, understanding them, and uh, that we can truly greet one another sincerely uh, in the love of Christ and uh, be able to do that, that it would be sincere and uh, not uh, just merely a facade that we, we put up, but that there is a true love for people. So Lord, we thank you for reminders like this, a passage like this, just to help us to, to once again be reminded that we're interconnected in a church and uh, that uh, we are in need of each other, but uh, we uh, need to know each other better so that we can function together uh, in our ministry uh, for Christ. So we love you. We thank you for first loving us, showing interest in us. Uh, may we be those kind of individuals in our congregation. And this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.